hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. I'm your host, Randy Sharman, and I'm betting many of you at one time have taken a trip on one of the many BC ferries to get you to or from Vancouver Island. But did you know that BC Ferries also offers a number of vacation packages? Well, they do. So later in our podcast, we'll learn a bit more about BC Ferries vacations. Plus, we've invited back Taylor Cole. She is the host of Hotel Hunt TV, and she's going to share with us her recent trip to Curacao, staying at the Avila Beach Hotel in Curacao. But I want to begin this week's podcast talking about the seven things travelers should not do. It's a blog written by travel writer and journalist Sherry McDonald. And Sherry is here to tell us more about it. Hi, Sherry. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Seven things travelers should not do. Where'd the idea come from uh, for this article? Um, actually, from experiences that I myself have done and then learned later why I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I started traveling a little later in life, and some of the ideas I had in my head, um, for example, swimming with dolphins, I've always had this picture of being out in the ocean and dolphins frolicking around you. And in reality, <laughs> that is not what swimming with dolphins means at all. No. And, you know, live and learn. Well, that's true. And I think people that maybe not travel a lot, and that's one thing that might be on their bucket list, hey, I want to swim with dolphins, they get that idea that, you know, people take you out in the ocean and there you are with the dolphins, not at all. And that's uh, one of the things that uh, you mention in your article, Seven Things Travelers Should Not Do, is use animals as entertainment. This is becoming more and more in the news now uh, that people are becoming more aware about, aren't they? Yes, I, I hope so anyway, because, yeah, you read a lot about selfies with wild animals and and riding elephants and swimming with dolphins and all this kind of stuff that's happening that's really abusing animals. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that you make a point of is making assumptions. This is a big thing, too, where we just assume uh, other countries are going to accept uh, currency and credit cards and washrooms are, uh, you know, available where we are used to. It's not the case, is it? No, definitely not. I've been in Mexico and needed a washroom and also needed a quarter, which I didn't have with me, was a problem. Other things, too, where your cell phone might not work or uh, even just Wi-Fi, those types of things. So it's, it's always good to do your homework, right? Yes, and, and people don't always think of it. You know, I've listened to a family debate with their teenagers on an airplane before on whether or not they'd be able to use their cell phones when they arrived in the Caribbean. And it's really something they should have thought about before they boarded the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yes. about uh, mock your host country? Um, that's what I threw on the list just because... You know, lots of times I've been different places, and when you see people living very differently than you, it could be easy to sort of laugh and, you know, make fun. But that's their culture, and that's the way they live. And it's if you're going to visit them, you know, be be a good guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep your comments to yourself, in other words. Yes, pretty much. There, there was an article recently that went fairly viral of a travel writer who went to India and lost her cell phone. And she wrote um, on social media, I I don't know which medium, but she wrote about her cell phone and how she lost it in this horribly poverty-stricken place where everyone's likely to be a thief, basically, Mm. and how she worded it. And it was just so disrespectful to Mm. the people of India and the country. And it's just, keep your views to yourself, if that's Mm. what they are, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Sticking to tourist areas. 
These are uh, these are things, by the way, seven things travelers should not do. So yeah, you're saying that get around uh, out of the touristy areas and and meet the locals and and experience the local culture, right? Oh, exactly. You know, I, my family and I stayed at an Airbnb in Turks and Caicos a few years ago, and when we arrived, our luggage got lost, and our car rental wasn't there. <laughs> so here we are in Turks and Caicos without most of our luggage, and our car is not available. So we found a taxi to get to our Airbnb, and when we got there, our hosts were at the house. And when we told them what had happened, um, the woman took me, well, the, her husband stayed with the rest of the family, and she took me to the local grocery store and showed me some of the local places she spends time. And then on the drive back to the house, she pulled off the road into this little, like, wooden shack and said, come with me. And we went up to the window, and she ordered a whole bunch of food. And then she turned to me, and she said, pay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I swear, it came to $7. Oh, my goodness. And I, I just thought, well, this is, you know, she's driving me all over the place. This is my payment. I pay mm-hmm. for the food. That's fine. So we get back to the house. She brings in this two bags of food that cost $7, <laughs> and she puts it on the table, and she's like, oh, there's your dinner, and she left. It was some of the best food I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was called the Chicken Shack. We went back twice more. But staying in an Airbnb and really getting to be in the community and going to places where the locals go rather than the more touristy areas of the island was such a great experience. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good advice. Seven things travelers should not do. You can find it on the Kidsumers website, kidsumers.ca. It's K-I-D-S-U-M-E-R-S dot C-A. And uh, Sherry McDonald, travel writer and journalist. Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Well, one of my favorite islands in the Caribbean is the island of Curacao. It's also home to the Avila Beach Hotel, and our good friend Taylor Cole recently stayed there. She is the host of Hotel Hunt TV. The website is hotelhunttv.com, and Taylor joins us now to share her experience in Curacao and staying at the Avila Beach Hotel. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Randy. Great to talk with you. (laughs) So uh, we're going to talk about the Avila Hotel in Curacao. I've been to Curacao many, many times, uh, so we'll be very familiar with what we talk about. Hopefully uh, we can let our listeners in on uh, some of the fun things to do in Curacao. But uh, what took you to Curacao? Yes, well, I like to say, Randy, it goes back to the ABCs. I love the ABC Islands, if you're not familiar with them, but I think you are. Mm-hmm. It's you know, the westernmost islands of the Leeward Antilles in the Caribbean Sea. And, um, of course, the ABC Islands are Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. Yes. So um, I wanted to try a new place. I was invited uh, by the uh, Curacao Tourism Board, otherwise known as CHADA, to stop by and film um, an episode of Hotel Hunt TV. And that's what took me to Curacao, and I ended up in uh, Wilmestad, the capital of Curacao. Well, nice. Uh, like I said, I've been to Curacao many times uh, working on the cr- cruise lines. Uh, it's a unique island. Uh, it's not very big, so it's easy to get around. And Willemstad is a cool uh, place as well because the, all the colorful buildings. Do you know the story behind that? You know, um, I understand that it, you know, it's a Dutch colony where Caribbean, African, Latin American, and European cultures came together. 
Um, and that the colorful buildings are something that's one of the most iconic features. What's the story behind it, Randy? Well, apparently, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but they like to tell the story that the uh, one-time governor from a long time ago, they used to have white buildings, and uh, the white buildings uh, reflected the sun and gave him migraines and headaches, and so he ordered everyone to paint <laughs> their buildings, <laughs> everything but white. So whether the t- story is true or not, that's what the uh, locals like to tell. So um, it's kind of a fun story, but it is a fun island. There's lots of things to do. What, uh, what things did you manage to uh, take in when you were in Curacao? I had the best time. Uh, I was able to go to the floating market. Um, You know, it wasn't as large as I hear it's been in the past because of strained relations between Venezuela and Curacao. But I did get a chance to go to the floating market and walk through and I saw the wonderful spices, um, lots of fruits and vegetables, the arts and crafts. There's so many things that are native to Curacao, and they've done a great job in maintaining things that are culturally relevant and that they truly own themselves. You stayed at the Avila Hotel in Curacao. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Um, You know, it is historic. The Avila Beach Hotel is the oldest operational hotel in Curacao. Actually opened back in 1949. And before it was a hotel, it was a governor's home, a boys' boarding school, and a private clinic. The founder was Dr. Gungu Mal. And he named the property after the medieval Spanish town Avila, where he had been before. Um, The hotel's got about 150 rooms and apartments. And what's really cool about it is there's three unique wings or sections. And so each of those have a different accommodation style. So no matter what you're looking for, whether you're in a modern mood or you want something that is truly on the water or you want something that's more family friendly, you can have your choice of a residence or a place to stay. I actually stayed in Um, an area over the water. Um, I was in a tower and the waves were crashing all the way around me and it was simply gorgeous. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, website. It's avalabeachhotel.com and the uh, images are stunning. Uh, Tell me about the pool area. It looks amazing. The pool area is beautiful, but when you realize that they've got two private beaches that are protected from the wind and the waves, you really want to be on the beach and in the water near the ocean um, because the the beaches are so calm and the water's so calm that little children can play, families can be there, you can relax. And you know, Randy, from cruising um, through Curacao that the the water is such a gorgeous turquoise color. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell me about some of the uh, amenities that are available. Well, the hotel has got so much to offer. You almost don't spend a lot of time in your room because the food is phenomenal. Um, They've got a restaurant called The Pen, and they make very authentic local dishes. Um, There's a dish that I believe everyone has when you're in Curacao called Keshi Yena, and it's a cheese dish. It was invented by African slaves. Um, They they weren't able to use the the better part of the cheese. So um, it's a mix of cheese rinds, and they add add meat to that. Well, I'm a vegetarian, but they made me a special dish with vegetables, and it was still phenomenal. Nice. Yes. Um, The other thing is the arts and entertainment. Um, Avila Beach Hotel has a jazz nightclub called Blues. And Blues, um, you can eat there during the day. It's a great restaurant. It's out on the water and it's built out of wood. And so it feels really rustic and, you know, part of the environment. 
but um, at nighttime, they've got awesome blues and jazz. And the stage that the performers um, perform from is suspended from the ceiling. And so it's a whole new experience um, dancing when the band <laughs> is above your head. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know, well, you mentioned some of the restaurants. Uh, what are some of the activities that uh, the resort offers and, and some of the activities you might have took, uh, took uh, advantage of when in Curacao? Yeah, so at the resort, um, I was able to go waterboarding and um, jets. I got on jet skis. Um, you know, mainly the water sports. The entertainment was another thing. And then throughout the island, I actually went to the um, Blue Curacao Liqueur Factory mm-hmm. to um, their distillery and got to make up my own mixture of Curacao uh, liqueur. And I sampled um, a few too many. Um, they, they have these <laughs> tiny little spoons that you can taste from. But by the time it was over, I'm like, you know, I, I wasn't tipsy, but I'm like, okay, this is plenty. But it was it was delicious. And learning the process, it goes through, you know, dozens and dozens of different processes toward making the liqueur and aging it and the coloration. I mean, learning that was definitely an art. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got such a great history too. the island itself. Did you uh, take in some of the museums and uh, historic sites as well? Yes, you know, um, I was able to walk through a few museums. I went to some places where they make the little dolls, the different artifacts that kind of represent the, the Native women there from, from years ago. Um, I got a history lesson um, about how uh, Curacao was, was colonized um, and learned about, you know, the slave trade. And, and when the slaves were left there, they were kind of left um, to fend for themselves, but they were able to eat the vegetation and the natural fruits and vegetables on the island. And when people came back to check on them, they were stronger and healthier than, than ever. Um, so there's a, definitely a, um, an emphasis on nutrition and wellness and eating from the land and avoiding processed foods. And I'm all about wellness. And so I, I really enjoyed that about Curacao. Nice. Well, the, the language is interesting. Uh, from what I recall, it's a, a mixture of uh, Papiamento and Dutch and South African and all kinds of languages in there, yes. right? <laughs> yes. So um, I will say that informed traveler and talking with you often um, – Randy is douchey. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Explain, please. <laughs> <laughs> so douchey. And if you're in Curacao, you're going to see the word Curacao a lot of places, but you're also going to see the word douchey, D-U-S-H-I. And it's um, a papiamento expression. Um, a member of the Curacao Tourism Board told me that it has a lot of meanings, but it mostly means sweet, nice, good, or you could affectionately call someone douchey. Like, um, you know, you're currently, it would be like, you're so extra. You're so douchey. You're so awesome, you know? And so um, douchey is a positive term. It sounds kind of funny for Americans, but um, it's a really cool word. And it's truly owned by Curacao. Well, you're very douchey as well. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Cole, a travel expert, host of the TV show Hotel Hunt uh, TV. The website is hotelhunttv.com. You can find more about uh, the Avila Hotel in Curacao on their website. Also, the Avila Hotel uh, website is avilabeachhotel.com. Always a pleasure, Taylor. Thank you, Randy. Until next time, safe travel.
Well, if you've ever traveled to the coast of BC, perhaps at one time you may have used one of the many BC ferries to get you to or from Vancouver Island. But did you know the BC ferries also offers a number of vacation packages? Well, they do. And here to tell us more about them is Tessa Humphrey. She's the communications manager with BC Ferries. Hi, Tessa. Hi, Randy. Uh, so, so how long has BC Ferries been in operation, basically? Well, essentially, um, we've been in operation for, we're coming up on um, 60 years. And uh, so BC Ferries connects customers and communities with the people and places um, they want to go to and the Mm -hmm. people they want to see. And it's one of the largest ferry operators in the world, um, providing year-round vehicle and passenger service. We have about 25 routes and 47 terminals across the province and a fleet of about 35 vessels. Nice. Well, that covers all the basics. You also do vacation packages, which I I'm not sure if many people know about that. Absolutely. So we we have um, the BC Ferries Vacation Centre, which is conveniently located across from the Vancouver Convention Centre in downtown Vancouver. Um, We offer about uh, more than 100 travel packages, which include return ferry, accommodation, um, a variety of different experiences for for customers, and um, some some really great travel adventures. Mm -hmm. Well, 100. (laughs) I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but we'll touch on a few of them. What are some of the more popular ones that people tend to book up quickly. Sure. So at, at uh, this time of year in the wintertime, the, the storm watching um, trips are quite popular. So we offer, you know, sailing through breathtaking scenery and experiencing destinations like Tofino, um, Victoria, the Sunshine Coast. And, and essentially for our customers, it's enjoying the convenience of booking your hotel, ferry, attractions and excursions all in one place. So, so all you have to do is really worry about what you need to pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now getting to the ferry is transportation uh, included and, and, and for particular people who may not be in the lower mainland and may be flying into uh, Vancouver and that sort of deal. Sure. So um, customers who are flying into Vancouver would need to make the connecting transportation to the ferry terminal, whether that's, you know, and that's depending on how customers are traveling, if they're traveling with a rental vehicle or or not. Um, What's included is usually accommodation, um, the ferry fare and the the transportation as well, as well as um, some uh, other items, um, you know, whether it's an excursion that you've decided to to choose. Um, You know, I'm, I'm thinking ahead to February and February is a very romantic month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, thinking of we have a Salt Spring Island romantic retreat, and Salt Spring is one of our southern Gulf islands, um, and it includes two nights accommodation at um, the Harbor House Hotel, uh, a bottle of sparkling wine and lint chocolate, uh, complimentary parking for our customers, and then round trip transportation from Metro Vancouver and Salt Spring Island um, for two adults and a car. So, so those are the types of retreats. You can um, you can look at and you can our customers can can choose to book, um, but we can also make them fully customizable as well. So our customers can stay as long as they like, travel at their own pace, or um, combine tours for to achieve kind of the best of both worlds, if you will. Nice. So yeah, most most packages uh, it seems are, are a couple of nights, but you can expand it to uh, whatever you desire, so to speak, right? Absolutely, and and we have um, our agents in the vacation center who are happy to help uh, our customers. You know, listen to what they want to get out of their vacation and, and help them make uh, an unforgettable travel adventure um, on BC ferries. I know, even though it's BC ferries, you also do the interior BC. I understand. I understand, right? 
Sure. We, we, there are definitely a couple of um, bucket list destinations for, for um, a lot of travelers, be that, um, des- be that domestic travelers or international travelers. Mm-hmm. And those would be, um, you know, discovering the rich culture and stunning landscapes of Haida Gwaii or sailing to Bella Coola and into the heart of the Great Bear Rainforest. So those ones are a bit more, you need a bit more time for that, but they are certainly, um, you know, to discover Haida Gwaii, you're going from Port Hardy to Prince Rupert, which is a 16-hour ferry ride um, through the stunning Inside Passage, um, and then going from Prince Rupert over to Haida Gwaii, which is about a 10-hour ferry ride. And, um, and you know, you can add adventures that you like. You, you can add an activity like a grizzly bear tour in Prince Rupert or a fishing excursion on the island or, or anything you'd like and, and travel at your own pace. What's it like taking a BC ferry these days? It's been a while since I've been on one, and you, you mentioned uh, you've been around for 60 years. I'm sure that the uh, travel experience has changed over the years. <sighs> Absolutely. Well, we want to ensure that our customers have a great travel experience from uh, start to finish. So uh, there are a lot of amenities on board our our ferries. We have, um, you know, some of the ferries traveling from Metro Vancouver to Vancouver Island offer the Pacific Buffet, which is a great, um, really nice dining experience. We have the Coastal Cafe as well. Um, You know, we have the passenger lounge areas, the passages gift shops where you can, you can, um, uh, you know, take a look at some of the local products we offer. Um, there's a lot of things to do on board the ferry, and it's certainly just it's a remarkable way to experience the coast. You know, often on board the ferry, you might have the opportunity to see um, wildlife as you're sailing through the waters, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a really unique way to experience um, coastal BC. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's always during daylight hours, so you always have some sort of scenery to look at, isn't it? For the most part, it, it depends on when you're traveling. Um, you know, the, the route between Metro Vancouver and Vancouver Island, those routes um, travel quite frequently, so you might be traveling um, at nighttime as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're guaranteed regardless on the trip you're going, because if you're going early, you'll get a lovely sunset on board the ferry. Mm-hmm. If you're going late, or sorry, if you're going late, you'll get a sunset. If you're going early, you'll get a lovely sunrise. Um, and then all throughout the day, it's it's breathtaking scenery, regardless of the route that you're on, whether you're going through um, the southern Gulf Islands or through Active Pass to get to Vancouver Island, or if you're you know if you're going on that um, bucket list trip I mentioned about the Inside Passage, mm-hmm. that in the summertime is a full um, it's daylight hours to make sure that you maximize the um, the your viewing of the scenery. So it goes uh, early in the morning to uh, late evening arrival in Prince Rupert. Very nice. Uh, so what do I need to know? If I, if I haven't taken a, a BC ferry vacation, uh, you mentioned that I mean, it sounds so easy. You get on the, on the ferry, you check into your hotel and that's about it. But is, what do I need to know as far as insider tips or anything like that? Sure. So some of the packages do include um, reservations. We certainly do recommend that um, customers have a reservation for the ferry as well. It just takes the stress off of it. You know, you you check in half an hour before in advance of your sailing um, and then uh, getting on the ferry as well. There are certainly, um, you know, if it's the summertime, I would have to recommend uh, an insider tip here is the soft serve ice cream. Uh, (laughs) Not a lot of people know about it, but it is amazing. 
Um, and it's certainly um, a very popular item uh, in the summertime in our cafeteria. And um, I would recommend that um, if the weather permits it, that, you, that you're out on the outer decks. Um, it's the best way to, to experience the scenery, um, to get that fresh, you know, salt water air and to really, um, it's a great way to start your vacation. Um, and from start to finish, we, you know, by booking uh, a vacations package, everything's taken care of. It's stress-free. Um, and, and like I mentioned earlier, all you need to worry about is, is what to pack. So we mm-hmm. certainly recommend um, customers who are, who are looking for that experience, visit bcferries.com slash vacations or reach out to one of our knowledgeable and experienced travel experts mm-hmm. to create um, that travel adventure that they'd like. So you have the choice. I can either book it online and everything's pretty much there or I can uh, talk to someone and if you have lots of questions, they, they can answer the questions there, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we have the packages. We, we we try and anticipate what people would like, but everyone's unique, and, and someone might have a unique um, travel experience they'd like, and, and we certainly, um, our, our vacations team is certainly happy to assist with that and to make sure that um, our customers get the most out of an unforgettable travel experience. Mm, well, it sounds like a great way to uh, visit uh, various parts of BC. Uh, Tessa Humphreys is the communication manager with BC Ferries. Uh, the website, again, is bcferries.com slash vacations. Thanks for your insight, Tessa. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Randy. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.